Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. All right, so today we are going to talk about peritoneal dialysis, and we have our special guest, Ms. Katina Dorsey. Thank you for coming back. You're welcome. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. So we're going to uh, hop into peritoneal dialysis. So I guess my first question, my first question is, what is peritoneal dialysis? So a general overview would be that peritoneal dialysis is just a form of dialysis that uses your the lining of the abdomen to filter the waste from the blood versus hemodialysis, which filters the um, the waste directly from the blood. Oh, that's interesting. I know a lot of people are like, everyone they hear, you know, oh, my goodness, is what is going on in my stomach? I'm going to have a catheter. You just get, you know, I feel like anything that you're not really sure about always creates a certain level of fear and anxiety. So that's why I definitely wanted to, wanted to do these series, not only for people who are already on dialysis, but for people who, you know, we all know a nephrologist, if they know that someone is coming on dialysis, they try to get them prepped, you know, at least, you know, three months before with the access and all of that other stuff. So, um, you know, this will also help inform people who are coming on to dialysis that, you know, they do have, you know, just different options. And, and I feel like every option, you have to weigh your lifestyle against it because it might not work for everyone. So, and we'll get into uh, some of, you know, some of, I'll get into some of that stuff later. So uh, how does, how does PD work? So how PD works, um, you have to have an access, which is, will be um, to your, you know, that peritoneal line. And so it is the actual uh, peritoneal um, catheter. Um, that you'll have to have um, surgically placed. But the actual process can work in one of two ways. Um, one way would be um, where you have the fluid instilled into your peritoneum and it's indwelling. It holds there for um, a certain amount of hours and then you go through a process which call, is called an exchange where you release the fluid out and replace the um, the dirty fluid out and put in clean fluid. So you would do that. You know, you may be doing three or four exchanges per day. Mm-hmm. There's another process called um, continuous or cyclic, meaning it you hook yourself up to a machine and the fluid is um, pushed in, held for a certain amount of time, and flows out while you're sleeping. So it's, it's hooked up to you while you're sleeping. There's no, you know, issues or getting up to change things or doing anything. The machine just automatically pushes the fluid through, washes it through the peritoneum, removes the toxins, and um, flows it, drains it out to, you know, a dirty drain where it would have to go to. Oh, that's 
Oh, see, I do. I do remember there being um, two different two different types um, of PD. So that's, I'm glad you differentiated um, those two. I know I had a I had a patient in the unit. Um, I think she had to get like her PD catheter exchanged, so she was doing hemo in the meantime. And she was saying, I was like, she and her mom also did it. So she was like, they would, you know, she kept her car really clean. And sometimes they would be out shopping. And she was like, you know, mm-hmm. they, she, you know, cleaned all, had it all clean, you know, how it should be to reduce, you know, infections. And they would just do their exchanges in the car and keep on shopping. She loved it. And, you know, the, the freedom that it afforded both of them. So that. But also some people that might not be for them and maybe just not even dealing with it or worrying with it and having the having it go overnight, you know, would be a better would be a better uh, fit for them. So what are some key benefits of um, peritoneal dialysis? I would say the fact that it can be done at home without assistance. So you don't need a partner um, like in other modalities. Um, you can pretty much make your own schedule. Um, you do have the freedom to continue to work, travel, shop, <laughs> do do normal things because you can mm-hmm. you know plan it around what you know that if you're if you do the um, exchanges, you know how long it has to be in, you know and where you can do and what you can do in between the time you'd have to drain it and change it again. And another one, a benefit <laughs> a lot of people love is no needles, right. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so for those people who who want to keep their catheter, <laughs> this would be yeah. <laughs> this would be a you know the option to explore. That way you can you know get a safer yeah. catheter, but you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, we all know the ones that don't. They love their catheter. Just yes. look at my yes. catheter and do what I need to do. But that is definitely infection risk. So, yeah. and it's a higher infection risk than the peritoneal catheter would be. So, definitely those uh, patients are, that's a plus. And um, I think they would benefit from that type of treatment if they, they're deemed to be appropriate candidates. Right, right. Yeah, you segue right into the, the, the next question, which would be, you know, who they need to talk to. Um, you know, if they're considering, if this is the, you know, this is their introduction and they have no access yet and they're considering what access to go with or if they're considering switching from, you know, from another modality, uh, who who do they need to talk to? They always will need to speak with um, their nephrologist and for the patients that are already on one modality and are, you know, is in the process of possibly considering a change, you know, you need to speak to your dialysis center staff, you know, your charge nurses and your techs and, you know, so they can educate you on the process and also what's available in your area. So right. um, I would say your your overall care team in assisting you to make that um, the decision that's right for you and or right for you and your family. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that, too, because – not every area has all of these different modalities, you know, either some of these, you know, which we're going to talk about um, in an upcoming episode, like nocturnal, that's not widely available yet. And even PD, as long as it's been around, it's still not, you know, as mainstream as like the in-center hemodialysis. So, yeah, that's definitely something to consider, um, just making sure, you know, even if 
it is in your area, making sure that it's, you know, close enough, it's convenient enough that you can still get there monthly for your, you know, your blood work and your, your check-ins and, and even your training initially because the training is pretty, um, it's like every day in the beginning, isn't it? Or every yeah. week or something? It depends on which modality is chosen and, you know, the, the, the programs give you the specific details, but some are, it's definitely every day, at least, you know, that Monday through Friday when you first start. Um, some trainings are shorter than others, so you have to determine how that works. So for these different modalities, there's training involved. you got to be willing to do the training and have the time frame to do it, but your um, teams will be able to outline what happens when it happens, when you can start, is it going to be three weeks, is it going to be, you know, a month, is it going to be six weeks, it's all dependent on the program and what you need to do. And once you can commit to doing that type of training, then, it, you know, it gets easier from there. The beginning is always a little bit more strenuous as far as the training, and then your clinic visits are a little bit more frequent in the beginning, but once you have it down and have your system in place and your overall treatment plan, it becomes a lot easier and then you're able to get those, you know, lifestyle changes that, you know, you're looking for to come back and be able to get some of your time back possibly. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that's good. That is good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much for sharing all the information. I know I learned uh, some stuff even, and I'm familiar with it, so I'm sure this, this explanation in this conversation will definitely help some some other people. So thank you so much for sharing. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www.lwapllc.com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.